0: Hey friends, it's Amber, a.k.a. The Adulting Queen, your host of Sip and Sunday, the podcast. I'm an educator and lifestyle content creator helping millennials and Gen Z navigate adulting because hashtag adulting is ghetto. Sunday is a day of rest and self-care, so what you do on Sunday sets the tone for the rest of your week. Grab your favorite drink and sip with me as we talk about various topics related to adulting. Welcome back to Sipping Sunday. I'm your host Amber aka the Adulting Queen. This is episode three. I'm super excited you're back with me and if you are new listening, welcome. Let's get into it. Today I'm sipping a mimosa. Simply Juice is the supreme juice for mimosas. Orange juice mimosas are very 2016 when brunch was on the rise for millennials. My drink pairs well with our topic for this week, which is brunch, the meal that ties together breakfast and lunch, why do I love it, the history of brunch, what makes brunch amazing, tips for a great brunch, brunch etiquette, and questions from the people. So I became a brunch fan probably when I moved to Miami in 2015, which again was when I first started making adult money, and I did not pay any rent because I lived on campus for my job. Those were the good old days living rent-free, but once I moved off campus, I knew I could never move back on. Shout out to the Residence Life Professionals holding it down on college campuses. I say a little prayer for you every day because it is something, especially in this after-pandemic the pandemic world, like crazy, crazy. So hang in there. But back to brunch, one of the first brunch places that I remember going to that gave an experience was The Palace, which is a drag brunch in South Beach on Ocean Drive. You definitely need to check that out on your next trip to Miami. There were a lot of different drag queens that would show off their lip sync skills, beat faces, and fashion. Brunch with entertainment is the way to go and we'll dive into that more when we get to the questions. But the palace in Miami is somewhere that was one of the first brunches I can remember and I've been back multiple times um, when I lived there and on trips. So again, add that to your list. I think initially I like brunch so much because of the bottomless drinks, Brunch is the only time of the day a restaurant will give you bottomless drinks, and to me, it seems most cost-effective versus paying anywhere from $10 to $20 per drink. As I've become a professional bruncher, I still love the bottomless drinks, but also the conversations and memories that come from brunch. If you've experienced it, you understand, and if you don't, you should try it. I think everyone should love brunch, but that is just me, and if brunch is not your thing, that's okay. I don't see how you couldn't love it. And this is just my opinion because this is my podcast and that's what I get to do, give my opinion. So by the end of this, you will be a brunch lover or at least give it a try if you haven't yet. I typed into Google, why is brunch so popular? To see what the World Wide Web has to say about my favorite sport. Brunch is a sport and I am the team captain. Um, Brunch is a sport, okay? That's that's a real thing. It is not just, uh, we're going to go eat. Like, it's a whole activity and engagement. No one really knows how brunch became a thing. It's between England and the breakfast that they're known for, or Catholics fasting before mass, then having a midday meal. But the word brunch was first mentioned by Guy Beringer in 1895. His definition of brunch in his article, Brunch A Plea, was brunch is cheerful, sociable, and inciting. It is talk compelling, it puts you in a good temper, it makes you satisfied with yourself and your fellow beings, it sweeps away the worries and cobwebs of the week. I agree with this definition of brunch because it's more than just the food and drinks. It's putting you in a good mood with good company and an overall bonding experience brunch is self-care, brunch is a culture, brunch is a movement, brunch is like you feel like there are no worries when you're at brunch. The World Wide Web also says that in the 1930s, brunch became popular in the United States and it started with hotels because restaurants were closed on Sundays and Sundays were also reserved for church but people were looking for different ways to socialize after World War II. The more you know. And a quick plug that you can go to my website, www.theadultingqueen.com and shop my church plus brunch equals Sunday Monday shirts because church and brunch are my favorite things. Sunday is my favorite day of the week. So make sure you go and shop the church plus brunch gear to sport at your next brunch. The Medium, um, also from my World Wide Web search, says that brunch is geared towards millennials, but it really is multi-generational because it's something that everyone can come together to do, sharing a meal. And I can confidently say that I have turned my mom and dad into brunch lovers, so I am doing my part to spread brunch throughout all generations. Hey friends, a quick break in the show to shout out the AQ fans that support me through my Patreon. Sean, Sixto, and Lauren, y'all are the realest. You have been holding me down since day one, and I very much appreciate you all. If you want to become an AQ fan, head to my Patreon at patreon.com backslash theadultingqueen. For as low as $5 a month, you can gain access to exclusive content and get a shout out in the podcast as long as you're subscribed. Thank you again, AQ fans. Now let's get back to the episode. Let's get into this or that brunch edition. First up, bottomless drinks or no bottomless drinks. You already know I'm saying bottomless drinks always for me. If you drink at least three, you have made it worth it. If there's another juice option aside from orange, that's a plus. And if they offer drinks outside of the typical brunch drinks like Mimosas, Bellinis, and Bloody Marys, that makes them top tier. La Popperia, another drag brunch, which is located in New York City, offered screwdrivers, and we had a time with those. The range in price of bottomless drinks can be anywhere from $10, which isn't that common in major cities, to $40. I know that sounds crazy, which is why if you commit to bottomless drinks, you have to commit to get your money's worth. And prior to going, make sure you check the menu and see if there's any stipulations like the entire table needing to participate in bottomless drinks, because if somebody doesn't want to participate, the table might not be able to do it. And that brings the brunch down. But that's why you need to communicate beforehand. Next is breakfast dish or a lunch dish. I will be picking a lunch dish. I need something hearty that will soak up all of this alcohol I'll be drinking. And an omelet simply will not do. I don't usually eat my eggs when drinking at brunch. I don't know why because I like eggs. But like for some reason at brunch, I'm not always going to eat my eggs. My go-to order is steak and eggs, ironically, but I don't eat the eggs. I eat the steak, potatoes, toast, or some sort of sandwich. Sometimes I might do a chicken and waffle, but these days they are skimping on the chicken and waffles are very blah for brunch. There's nothing special about a waffle. I do like waffles, but not always at brunch. I think they overcharge for waffles as well. Like it's not costing you that much to make that thing. And it only takes a couple minutes. So too much for me. I need a meal with enough food that's worth the price. One place, though, that had the best chicken and waffles was Woodland in Brooklyn, New York. If you know, you know, RIP, they shut the place down because it was getting wild in there. So we're just gonna have a quick moment of silence for Woodland. Next on the this or that waffles or pancakes and i'm gonna go with waffles because I like the crunch and the texture Pancakes just are not doing it for me at brunch and at home. I don't even like making pancakes I think it's just I don't know why one day i'll get over it, but not today I just don't like making them. I will make a waffle quickly up on my little eggos in the freezer and we're good to go At brunch i'm not really ordering either of these those because um I don't like sweet dishes during brunch. Mixing sweet with alcohol not sitting right in my stomach. So we just stay away from this. Scrambled eggs or over easy. I'm going with scrambled eggs. I don't like runny eggs. I have tried a Benedict once and by accident, I forgot to tell them that um, I wanted the egg scrambled. I tried it. It wasn't horrible, but I don't like it. It, it, Just something about the taste. It kind of tasted like Like, kind of tastes like nothing, but then it just was like, it was just weird. Don't like it. But as a kid, I didn't like eggs at all or even breakfast, and I don't know why. It wasn't until college when I was like, okay, let me try this again because the omelets were one of the best things in the calf. And when there wasn't another edible option, everybody was getting an omelet. So I had to try it or I was going to be hungry. Now I eat eggs frequently for breakfast, though, but in this economy, like, you gotta, you gotta. Sparse out the eggs. You got to make sure that you're stretching them and making it work for you because they are too expensive to let them go to waste. Next, we have entertainment or no entertainment. This one really depends on what type of brunch you're trying to have. Are you trying to be lit or are you trying to be calm or relaxed, just chit chatting? Like, what is the vibe of your brunch you want? If you're brunching to catch up with friends, entertainment might not be the best because of the noise level. No entertainment is good for calm and casual vibes. A good non entertainment brunch that I went to in Baltimore was Twist and Fells Point. It was BYOB. They charge a cork fee, but it was good. I did like it. I would go back there entertainment brunches end with great memories though. And so nine times out of 10, I would pick a brunch with a DJ. At minimum, the restaurant has to play some type of music in there. It doesn't have to be like where we're so loud that we're in a club and can't talk. We're 30 plus now. We don't don't do those things anymore. So if it's just music in the background playing, that is nice enough for me. Then um, the next attended entertainment brunch that people usually go to outside of if there's a dj is drag brunch which i've mentioned because drag queens really are there putting on a show while you're having a meal and it is very interactive very fun make sure you bring your single dollar bills to tip at these brunches last one okay i thought of this one myself and i don't know why i'm putting myself through this tough decision brunch with beyonce or brunch with michael b jordan i love michael b jordan I want to pick Michael B. Jordan because it's Michael B. Jordan. I love him. But then it's Beyonce. Come on, like Beyonce. Like the New York meme from Flavor of Love. Like Beyonce. Like she was she was shocked that it, it was Beyonce. So I think I'm picking Queen B. But she'll probably have me sign a non-disclosure. And then I won't even be able to talk about it. And also, no one really knows what it's like hanging out with Beyonce either. Like she could be mean. There's too many unknowns about Beyonce and uh, engagement, hanging out with her, like a social engagement, social environment. So I think my final answer is going to be brunch with Michael Bay Jordan. Moving on from our this or that, we now have questions from the people, which really is my friend Alexa sending rapid fire questions. So shout out to you, Alexa. I appreciate you. Love you lots. The first one Was best time to brunch. Brunch is typically eleven to three ish. However, because brunch is now a culture, it can go until the nighttime. Some restaurants offer all day brunch or brunch until six ish around there. There's a lot of ishes, but you know it. It's never a solid time. I like to get a reservation between 12 to 1.30. 1.30 sometimes is pushing it because if the brunch ends at 3.30, they'll be rushing you and we do not like that. Before you go, check if they have a table time limit. It usually is either 90 minutes, sometimes two hours, and some restaurants really are sticklers about cutting you off at the time. So check that before you go. Next is what is the best day to brunch? I prefer Saturday to have Sunday to relax, but a lot of restaurants, especially in D.C., might only offer brunch specials on Sunday. I also wish that more restaurants did weekday bottomless brunch drinks. So if I had to pick, Saturday is my preference, but as a brunch culture, Sunday is probably the better day. You can combat the Sunday scaries with brunch. Next question is the ideal number of people to brunch with. I say no more than five. That is my thought. However, I have thrown brunches with 10 plus people at restaurants because I am a professional bruncher. If you're going to have a large brunch out, make sure you bring cash and hopefully the organizer has told you how the bill will be handled because after all the drinks, it will be chaos trying to figure it out. Trust me. If you have three or more people, I highly suggest making a reservation beforehand because you can be waiting forever at a popular restaurant. And we know it's much easier to find a table for one or two versus three and above. The next question is, what components make brunch brunch and not just breakfast or lunch? The drinks and the menu offerings, because it will be a combination of breakfast and lunch items. And most times the restaurants that offer brunch don't have those items on their regular menu. So it almost feels like you're exclusive because you're there for brunch. And this is like a once in a lifetime chance. And it also sounds better to say, hey, let's do brunch versus, hey, like let's meet for breakfast. No, (laughs) breakfast sounds like 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And that is not a time that I'll be meeting somebody on the weekend. 11:30 brunch. I can do that. I can consider it. Like I said 12 to 130 is usually my time but 11:30 way better than saying let's meet for breakfast. Can you brunch alone? Yes. I have multiple times and I enjoy it. Uh, If you're uncomfortable in restaurants alone or doing solo things, starting with brunch actually could be like a good way to start and be fun because brunch sparks conversations and socializing. So you might not feel as weird, especially if you go sit at the bar and it's like a lively restaurant. I have went to Hex in Las Vegas by myself and also Guapos in Bethesda, Maryland. And when I went to San Antonio, Texas, I tried out the Box Street Social and I did all of those by myself Um, and I enjoyed them. It was fun. It was a good time. Next question is, do you have to be boozing for it to be brunch? You don't. Brunch really is about socializing more than it is drinking, but drinking and socializing just go hand in hand but you don't have to be drinking for it to be brunch. So sometimes, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not always drinking at brunch. Sometimes it's a little mocktail or it's just some orange juice or juice in the cup and I jazzed it up so it makes it seem like it's drinking. It's all the aesthetics, but you do not have to be drinking for it to be brunch. Is unlimited drinks worth it? I've talked about this here and there, sprinkled in, but the long story short, if you are a drinker, yes. If you're not, no. And this is why it's important to check with the restaurants beforehand if the entire table has to participate in bottomless drinks. And if you're not a drinker, it's not fair for you to pay that cost if you're not drinking. So these are all things that you should know beforehand. The next question, what do you want to um, wear to brunch? Brunch is not a sweatpants and sweatshirt kind of occasion. And I mean it can be if you want, but you need to pick the sweatpants and sweatshirt kind of restaurant then. Brunch attire is giving cute, you know, Chelsea boots, the fedora hat, Instagram worthy. You're going to find somewhere that has a grass wall and the little um not highlight the little um lineup words in their restaurant in the back like you're going for the vibes, you're going for the aesthetic. Think I want a popping Instagram picture and that is what you will wear. How how to decide what restaurant you want to go to. Um, I check social media first to see what people have been posting. Then I go to the restaurant's website to look at the menu. When I'm traveling, I check how far it is from where I'm staying. And I try to pick a restaurant that is around something else I want to do or in a walkable area. I have a hard time going to brunch somewhere that doesn't have anything around it to do after if I've consumed all these mimosas. I don't like riding in cars after drinking, so the area where brunch is is important to me. How to find recipes to make brunch at home. The World Wide Web is a great help, specifically TikTok. I don't like scrolling through reading blogs with all the backstory and how they decided to make a quiche for the annual girls brunch. Just give me the important things I need to know, like ingredients and the cooking instructions. So TikTok, short, quick, video. People are showing you what you're doing. Instagram is also helpful. Just search brunch at home ideas, then the possibilities are endless. Do you go to the same place over and over to tr- or try new restaurants? This is hard because when I find a good place, I like to keep going back but also try new places. If someone's visiting me, I'd bring them to a place I've been to that I know is good or try somewhere popular that I also am confident will be good for a group brunch that i'm organizing i'd prefer to go somewhere i've been and had a good experience so you know what to expect and the restaurant doesn't kill the good brunch vibes the best ways to get to and from brunch do not drink and drive that that's pretty simple we know that that's all over the place all on the roads the highways and byways don't drink and drive call an uber or have a designated driver I do miss the good New York City brunches because you can just walk around after on a nice day or hop on a train back to where you need to go. But if you don't live in an area like that, make sure that you have a designated driver or you are calling an Uber. If you're in a major city, sometimes Ubers are just better anyway because of parking and trying to figure all that out. Nobody has time. When traveling, though, a spot within walking distance from where you're staying is always a plus. And lastly, um, the type of restaurant, how do you pick the great brunch restaurant and the type? I found that Mexican restaurants typically have the best food and drinks for brunch. Next I'd go American cuisine because you really can't go wrong with like the pubs, um, or like what's like an American type restaurant. Mm, Yeah, one's not coming to me, but American like cuisine or they're classifying themselves as an American restaurant. And I've also found good menus at New Orleans style places like NOLA Seafood and Spirits in Baltimore and also Big Daddy's in Long Island. So add those to your list. I hope you all are enjoying this episode so far because I've been given a lot of tips and tricks about brunch. Like I can really talk about this all day long, which I might need a part two or a live or something because I can still keep going. But to close out, I just wanna give you some tips for restaurant brunches and tips for an at-home brunch. So for a restaurant brunch, number one, make sure you make a reservation. This is most important in major cities. You can't always just pop up on a brunch and be like, hey, I'm here, especially if it's popular. That's not, that's not gonna fly. Always check the menu beforehand. A lot of people have allergies and different dietary restrictions. So you want to make sure that everybody's able to eat. But also that's something you're going to like. Like, yes, you can see the restaurant online, but checking their menu is a little different than just seeing pictures and stuff. If you don't feel like there's anything you're going to order from there, don't even waste your time. No, do you want a DJ? No DJ entertainment? Like, what is the vibe for the type of restaurant you're looking for? Consult the group for bottomless versus without bottomless. I personally, again, think bottomless is the only way to go. But, you know, we are adults. People have responsibilities after brunch. Sometimes you can't just be going wild. It is just a calm, cool, collective brunch vibe you're going for. Set the brunch ground rules with the group. How are we paying? Um, Again, are we drinking bottomless, not drinking bottomless? Are we doing something after? Is this just brunch? Like, what, what is the vibe? What are we wearing? Important things to know for the photos. Be on time. Have fun and take all of the photos and hashtag Sunday Funday on all the social media. Tips for an at-home brunch. Create the aesthetic, get brunch themed decor and invest in things that you can constantly reuse. The Dollar Tree aka Dollar 25 store is a great place to start. Trader Joeys is the best for at-home brunch. The pancake poppers are my favorite and all my friends' favorites now thanks to me. You can find them in the freezer section. When you see them at Trader Joe's, make sure that you buy them because they sell out. Put on a brunch playlist for the tunes. Apple has one already made. Um, Spotify probably does too. Sorry, I'm an Apple girly, but you can easily find a brunch playlist. Play games. Um, That sparks conversation and just has fun. It, It feels sometimes weird when you're sitting at home having brunch, like just eating because the restaurant, you know, is giving you the atmosphere, but you can create that at home and games definitely helps with that. This is for the guest. be on time, Um, but also everybody have fun. And again, take all the photos and hashtag Sunday Funday. So friends, we have come to the end of another episode of Sippin' Sunday. Tell me, is brunch a yay or nay for you? I gave a handful of brunch options, so I hope that you check those out. Let me know your thoughts on brunch and any brunch spots you want me to add to my list throughout social media. You can tag The Adulting Queen on all social media. And our song today, I know you didn't think we didn't have a brunch song, but there is a brunch song. So our song today is Brunch on Sunday by Nas. That's brunch on Sundays, posting pictures on the gram, hashtagging Sunday Funday. It's my favorite day of the week. It's my favorite day. To make it to Sunday to Sunday, that's deep. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Sippin' Sunday. If you enjoyed this episode, like, subscribe, follow, and leave a review on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple the adultden Queen on all social media platforms with the hashtag Aqsip and Sunday.